right, everyone. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Hot Widows Club. My name is Crystal. I'm the hot widow of Eric. And with me tonight, as usual, and every time that we present this podcast is my dear friend, Allie, who is the hot widow of Ross. Hello. We are coming off of some nasty weather where we live. So this afternoon, the sun came out after like five days of rain. And I probably sent I don't know, a good 4,000 texts to everyone I know, just reminding them how much I hate the weather. Mm -hmm. Now the sun's out, so I'm going to will it into my way if I want. I know. I You just can't even be outside when it's raining. Yeah. Like I can handle the cold, mm -hmm. but you can't really do much when you're drenched outside. Mm -hmm. Drenched and cold and gray. Yeah. And wet, which is also the same as drenched, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> So, yeah, it's just been awful where we live. I hope that better days are to come. I mean, I definitely know tomorrow, woo woo, Allie and I are taking off. We're getting out of town. So that's exciting. Are you ready for us, Colorado? Yeah. Ben calls it <laughs> Catarado. So I have a hard Cute. time not calling it Catarado. But I hope Colorado can handle the Hot Widows Club. Okay, I know. I'm actually Get really ready. concerned because... You've never seen two hotter widows. <laughs> <laughs> Up on the mountaintops. That's right. And we are planning on doing a TikTok dance. So Yes. I don't know why, but I really want to do a TikTok. I've never done a TikTok. I don't even have the app, but I want to do one with Crystal. <laughs> I want to do one with you too. So I would tell you guys a funny story. So Allie's birthday was this week, yesterday. Yeah. And she was having a day and not responding to my text, which of course I hate. Sorry. So I sent her the best one. You yeah. did. Can I play it on here? I don't think you can. It's pretty <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> anyway, so I was trying to figure out how am I going to make Allie happy? I'm like, do I go buy flowers? She's not a flowers girl. Do I go just show up with tea? No, it's too late. I was trying to think of anything that I could do to make you happy. And finally, I just reserved it to, there's nothing Allie would love more than to see me dance. Yes. She shook her booty. I did. In the video and sent it to me to trick daddy. No, it wasn't trick daddy. It was Eminem. Oh, right. Shake Eminem. that thing. Shake that. If you guys have ever heard that song, I love it. Okay. Like I love, I love all music. I love every single type of music and my music selections are always so eclectic, but my, my favorites right now. Is Eminem shake that ass for me? Uh-huh. It is so vulgar and raunchy and, and inappropriate. She was her ass. And oh my God. So I sent it to Allie and I said, I made my daughter listen to this song to record this video for you. <laughs> who was 13 and had to listen to the lyrics of that song. But yeah, I totally made my day because I, I finally looked at it at night and just I'm not an, a jerk when it comes to text, even though I seem like it. I apologize to all my family and friends. You have to understand, I am constantly chasing kids and I'm constantly working and doing stuff. And if I have my cell phone in front of me, I just, I try to set it down when I'm with my kids. And so when I get back to you, it's usually, as you all know, 9.30, 10.30 at night. Anyways, I finally, and yesterday was hard for me. I was very sad, mostly because the weather was absolutely crappy. It just matched my mood. Mm -hmm. It just was rainy and depressing. And so it was sad and I was tired. And I, so I didn't check my phone a lot of the day, but I appreciate all your messages. Anyways, I, I checked my phone 
I think it was 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> and I, I get, I, I have a video from Crystal and I play it and it's <laughs> literally her shaking her ass. <laughs> and then what's the, what's the funniest part at the end, she turns around to her daughter and goes, okay, that's enough. <laughs> It was so inappropriate. My 13-year-old should not have been listening to rap about women in that nature. And her daughter's taping it. Her daughter's... (laughs) I love it. Oh, my God. I absolutely love you. Thank you. Best birthday present ever. Well, you're welcome. When we start, and I will create the Instagram account for the Hot Widows Club podcast, I might... If you're lucky, that video? I, I hope for anyone who's listening, that video never goes anywhere <laughs> besides Allie's bedroom and my bedroom, because oh. that was not appropriate. No, it was real. It was it wasn't that bad. It was really funny. It was really <laughs> funny. Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. What else do we have, Allie? We've got updates for everyone. You know, we're leaving town. We're going to try. I told Allie, I said, I think there's a way we can at least try to like do some clips from our trip and see if we can mash them together somehow Mm -hmm. to put on our podcast. Maybe I'll get drunk and sing Bon Jovi always. And you can record that and put on our podcast. Okay. We'll do some trick daddy. Trick daddy, of course. And Eminem. Eminem is good too. (laughs) Also like Weezer, Panic at the Disco, Fleetwood Mac. What else? Just keep going Uh, there, Chris. (laughs) Shoop is a good song. <laughs> Salt and Peppa. Let's see. You know, there's so many. The Eagles are great. Widespread Panic. Just There's our mix for you. There you go. There's the randomness of Crystal's life. So, which is every day. School's out for the summer. Oh, my God. Yeah. School's out for the summer. Pink Floyd is always good, too. <laughs> um, she keeps going. I know. Well, Pink Floyd, school's out. Right? I know. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. School's out. That's good. Mine were done today. When were yours done? So Gus was done Tuesday. Wow. And Hank is done tomorrow. That's interesting, Allie, because this is going to be like, this is your first summer without like school and mm-hmm. no double parenting sucks. Mm-hmm. I it's going to be tough for me too. Every last summer was really hard. I just remember last summer, like the very first. So Eric died in February. And so obviously summer kicks off the end of May. I just, I still can't remember last summer hardly. I remember going to Sanibel and I will not forget laying by the pool and Eric loved to swim and he loved being in the water with the kids. And so I remember sitting there like staring at the pool, waiting for him to pop out of the pool with his beard and his red shorts on. I just remember being in Sanibel and crying and crying and crying, like watching the kids play. And I would just be crying all the time. So that was in May. So that was three months out. And then the summer, I don't even know what I did. I know I got drunk on the 4th of July. I always do. I don't know what else I did. I feel like I just laid around a lot. I did not. I mean, I didn't lay. So I didn't lay around a lot. I was just, I was with people. I just don't feel like I was really there. Mm-hmm. But I was with people I doing stuff yeah. and things. I just wasn't there. Yeah. That's part of grief. Right. You, you're there, but you're not there. Um, you're kind of numb. It's almost like a numbing feeling. It is a numb feeling. I was telling Allie this weekend. I remember like those first couple of months, the coldness that you feel like I could not warm up. Yeah. 
even when we were in, even when we were in Sanibel, I just could not get warm enough to ever feel alive. I still get that every now and then I just get that cold feeling. Remember I got it this weekend. Yeah. But then leave Allie's birthday because I was like, you know what? I'm just cold. I'm really, really cold. And I couldn't figure out why. Well, I think it was because I was sad. Yeah, I, I know. Well, we've talked about this before, you know, mm-hmm. just feeling that um, grief can cause some coldness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, did somebody look it up for us? If that is common, I don't, I don't know, know if everybody got back to us. Did we talk about it on the podcast? Yeah. The first episode. I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> Next topic. Let's see here. So I have a quote for, for us tonight. I've said this many times, uh, but I'm going to say it again. I started, or I, I, I guess I wanted to do this podcast to talk about grief, to get it out there, to not make it such a taboo topic. Nobody wants to talk about it. And it's, I'm just fired up about it. I want everybody to know that it is okay to talk about grief. It's okay to talk about things that are uncomfortable, even when nobody else wants to find your person that will listen to you and do it because it helps. It helps with everything. Mm -hmm. Mental health. Talk to your people. Like, don't hold that in. Holding anything in is just not good. And so if I can have any kind of purpose from this, it's, it's okay to grieve. It's okay to talk about grieving. It's okay to grieve for as long as you possibly want. And it's okay. However you feel like you want to grieve. Okay. There's not a book on grieving. Like this is what you need to do. Grieve how you want to grieve, grieve as long as you want and talk about it. Find your person. I have crystal. She's my person. And I feel so much better that I can express it. Like I, if anybody can get anything out of this, that is what I want. It doesn't even have to be grief. It can be depression. Like if you are just not feeling good and it's, it keeps going on, talk to somebody and, and it's okay. It's okay to feel this way. I don't like that in our culture, in our society, we shy away from feelings that are not joy and love and all of this stuff because we all feel we all have bad days. We all go through something. Mm -hmm. And the best way to go through that is to talk about it. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I have a quote for all of you. In our culture, we associate vulnerability with emotions we want to avoid, such as fear, shame, and uncertainty. Yet we too often lose sight of the fact that vulnerability is also the birthplace of joy, belonging, creativity, authenticity, and love. I love that. Who said that? Brene Brown. Wow, that's cool. So I wanted to share that because it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah, it's a big piece of, it is a big piece of human nature. And just no matter who you are, what you're going through, vulnerability in the right environment, which I know I've said this before on the podcast, that vulnerability breeds growth. Vulnerability in a safe space is a very good place to be. And it's very comfortable if you can get comfortable with your own vulnerabilities. So many of us are focused on being strong for someone else. And 
You know, I hear so many people say, well, I couldn't cry because I was in front of the kids or I couldn't cry because I did this or whatever. Just be you. Just be you and do what you need to do when you need to do it. And anyone who doesn't allow that in your life or isn't a part of that or isn't active in that, kick them in the fucking crotch. Right. Because you just need to have that in your life. Right. And if you don't have that person, if you don't have that space where you can be comfortable, it's going to be a bad, bad, bad experience. And talk about it. Do not just pretend like it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not okay. No. And it's okay to not be okay. You can also not be okay and be just fine. Right. So sometimes there's times I want to talk about Eric and be a little sad, but that's not all the time. And you know what? I think it's good to talk about it when it comes up, when you have the chance to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're feeling down, it's okay to talk about that too. Mm -hmm. It's okay to just express it all. How do you express it? Through talk? Yeah, through talk. I've thought about journaling. I've thought about starting that. I've heard that helps a lot of people. But I personally like to talk about it. Yeah. I like to talk about it. I like to write about it. I'm a writer, so that's part of what I do. I'm a creative writer. And that is um, one way that I express my grief sometimes. That's really helpful. I write a lot of letters to people, random people. I love photography. I love like different looks in photography. It doesn't all have to be happy mm -hmm. rainbows. Like I like to, I have found myself being more creative in this have grief. You? Yes. This to me, this is creativity, creating this, editing this, coming up with new ideas. Like I am living off of this creativity hmm, that's and cool. that has totally been birthed from grief. Like I'm not a cre creative person. And now I feel like I'm kind of tapping into that creativity. Well, that's awesome. I think that's a really cool step that you can really start to channel some of that, your grief into that creativity. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I wouldn't think that you're not a creative person. I guess I've just, I mean, I'm, I'm an accountant, you know, I'm an accountant, finance, analytical person mm -hmm. just by nature. But I think I have always had a little bit of creativity. I just have never really tapped into it. And I'm like excited to do that with my grief. I've heard of a, a lot of a grievers have also gotten into painting. Like if you're listening, like I've heard painting can also help with just getting some of those emotions out. I'd rather chew on rocks. <laughs> Paint. No, I don't oh know. God. Painting sounds kind of fun. Really? Would, yeah. Like each of their own, right? Everyone does things differently. Yeah. Like everyone is going to express their grief differently. Just because I would, you know, I don't like painting doesn't mean. You want to write. I, don't, uh, yeah, I mean, that's right. writing sounds awful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course <laughs> so it is. We're all different. That's right. Allie has big weekend coming up. Mm -hmm. And so Sunday is the one year anniversary of Ross. Yeah. Here we are just four days away from that. Wait, three. I'm not sure what day it is. So how are you feeling? Where are you at? Where's your space? I am. I'm having a really weird week. 
So it was my birthday yesterday. A year ago, Ross was starting to go through hospice Mm -hmm. and the poor guy was just amazing in his own way. He had called all of my family over and said, we're going to do a pizza party. We're going to celebrate Allie. Even though he was in hospice at our house, I do, I'm going to tell you, listeners, I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about that week sometime because I have trauma from that week and I'm, I will fully admit I have trauma and I, I have to follow my own advice. I have to talk about that in order to help me. I need to talk about it and I need to talk to you all about it. I just, this is helping me. So not tonight. I'm trying to stay positive tonight and I'm feeling good right now. So we're not going to go down that road, but. You know why you feel good? I know because of my boo. Because of your boo. <laughs> and. Know that video last night. You all need to see it. And Allie told me the other day, you know, she said like the, the rain, it's like, it's like there, it's weeping down on yeah. me. And as soon as like it was time to get ready to go to our podcast, the sun comes out and I was like, Ross wanted this. Like yeah. he, wa- he knew this was something you should be looking forward to and you're happy. Yeah. I, I am telling you, I think Ross is here right now. I, so this week has been really, it's been a really weird week, a really hard week. It's been raining like crazy. And I've told you multiple times that Ross's sign is the weather. And I seriously feel like he is weeping for me. Like he is sad that I'm going through this. He has, is having a really hard time watching me go through this. He's always been the one that has wanted to take care of me. And so he's sad. And right now I feel like he is comforting me right now. And so my emotions are all over the place. If you can't tell, that's how, that's how this week has been. It's like, I have people in my life who are just absolutely amazing. I'm so blessed. I have the best friends. Uh, Crystal, you got to meet a lot of them this weekend and they're just amazing women, strong, fun, loving humans. Perfect. I could not think of a better group of people that I got to spend time with this weekend. Absolutely amazing, Allie. You know, you go out with other people's friends and you're like, you know what? Well, I have a good time. You know, I only know Allie. Is it going to be great? I fell in love with every single one of Allie's friends. Yeah. Super amazing. I have really great friends, including you, Crystal, which is why you were there. And they all love you too. But I am feeling like at this moment, I want to celebrate Ross. I want to celebrate his life. I want to just like scream from the mountaintops this weekend. I love you. I'm so proud of your life. And I'm just feeling like overwhelmed with joy at the moment of appreciation for everything that I do have. And I have a lot. I have a lot of good things in my life. I have amazing two boys who are just, just amazing people. And you're so lucky if you know them. And I have amazing friends. I have family who would do anything for me. And they have suffered, you know, they have grieved in their own way over the last year. And it's been really hard for particularly my mom and my dad to watch me grieve. You know, there's only so much that they can do. Um, you can't fix it. And as a parent, you always want to make your kid 
happy. And I've told them multiple times, like, I'm just not going to be happy for a while. And I don't know when that will be, but just be with me. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've done. And um, I have an awesome job, amazing coworkers, the best boss in the world is just genuinely a good person. I have my health and I have so much to live for. And so that's what I want to celebrate this weekend is that even though I am grieving and I'm sad and I wish Ross was here more than anything in this world and he deserves more, I still have, I'm going to keep living for him. And I'm going to do fun adventures. And this summer is just going to be full of experiences and fun and the sun, like feeling that sun, that hot sun on my skin. And also crying like I will have I will still be grieving and I'm not going to be afraid to share that for whatever reason. I felt like I felt like at that one year mark. I was dreading this one year mark because I don't, I was like, okay, people are going to expect me to just like be happy or whatever. I don't know what people expect, but in my head, that's what I think people are going to be sick of me talking about this. And you know what? I don't care. Like I am doing this for me and I'm doing this for all the other widows out there and widowers and all those people that have lost loved ones, kids, parents, grandparents, friends, it's okay to grieve and it's okay to keep grieving after a year. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. This is seriously just love. And I will, till the day I die, talk about how it's okay to grieve and it's okay to talk about this. And however you want to grieve, like I am your person. I have learned that I want to hear from all of you. So that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> well, that is great, Allie. I'm excited for you. You know, I myself am trying to make sure that I'm remaining positive about my life too, right? One of the things that someone has said to me as I've talked about this moving forward journey that I keep referencing is that, yeah, Crystal, like we're all glad you're realizing that because Eric didn't want this for you. Like, Eric wanted you to live your life. Like Eric wanted me to do everything I wanted to do and to just be me. And I am a very, I was telling Allie earlier, I'm a very efficient person. I'm very quick. I'm very energetic. You know, for me to get down is really, really rare. And to think that for this long, my love for my husband has crippled me, has been so eye-opening to realize that, you know, no matter what you have going on in your life, that love that you have for a person or a thing or a place is absolutely crippling. Love is crippling. And that doesn't mean a bad way. That can be in a good way, like absolutely amazing way. Like Eric would cripple me. I melt to the floor when I would see that stud, right? He just was so perfect in so many different ways. He was a perfect dad. I feel like I don't talk about that as much about Eric being a dad. I know I I mentioned that the daycare people once thought that Eric that the kids didn't have a mom because Eric was always picking them up. Uh, but he was such a good dad, such an amazing person to maintain our household. 
I was telling a friend this week, I had a shit week. There was this crazy day. I had to go to grief counseling. You know, how I feel about that. And Kevin, the dog barfed on the floor, you know, just a ton going on in my house, but my house is standing and my house is safe and my house is not having issues with it. Eric always took meticulous care of our home and made sure that everything was absolutely perfect for me. And I walked downstairs to do the laundry at the end of this shit day. And I hear a beeping sound. I realized it's the water softener. And I needed to put salt on the stupid water softener. And it literally ruined my day. <laughs> like I went to from already pissed off to like through the rough. And with that crippling love that I have for Eric, like he just took care of me and everything. And I didn't want to take care of that. Yeah. And so it's just, I know it's, it's the, the loss, that loneliness, the loss of your partner. I think last week, um, and I was going to pull this up. I think I have it too. Um, but Trish had talked about Joan Didion and how cool she is. And one of the things that she said in, in her book was, you know, a single person is missing for you and the whole world is empty. And that's the way I feel. But as I talk about moving forward and accepting that single person is missing and the whole world is empty, I need to fill up my world again. Mm -hmm. I think I've been doing that. You have. I don't talk about this on the podcast very often. I know I've mentioned that I'm going to, but uh, maybe tonight's a really good night. I have this. I, I am very active. And so I work out a lot and I take a lot of pride in my fitness and what I do and how I can do it. And for anyone who's listening, yes, I can do the monkey bars. Uh, but uh, this, I have these two amazing friends who are so impactful in my life, who have been on my fitness journey with me. And I'm with them six days a week, an hour a day. And so we spend way more time together than anybody should spend who is working out. But it's we've been doing this for years and it's it's so amazing to me. It is my respite. It is my, I look forward to it. I get up at 4am just to do it. I love it. And this week uh, we were doing some ab exercises and my friend Trey said something so, likely very dumb. And I was laughing like so hard and it felt like Allie. It body, felt like, is this body by Trey? This is body by <laughs> Trey. Yeah. Thank you. A shameless plug for body by Trey. <laughs> Trey, if you're listening, you're welcome. Um, I need to go to this. Sometime. You do need I to have, go to Body by Trey. Yeah. So Body by Trey is not just Trey. It is also my very dear friend, Jen, who is a huge part of this uh, empire of three called Body by Trey. <laughs> he told me I can't actually call it that. I like it. Come yeah. on. Come on, so Trey. We had shirts made for it. And since I'm going to Colorado this weekend, Trey's single. So I told him I was going to wear the tank top for him and see if I could, you know, drum up some new business for him in Colorado. and. Start the Does enterprise. Does he have an online following? You know, I don't know. I would doubt it, but I don't know. Okay. He's uh, trying to yeah. help out. Yeah. If I keep telling him that I'm going to someday, I'm going to quit my job and just really make this thing work for him. But I don't think he trusts me. But anyways, we were laughing so, so hard. And I felt like Allie that day when she's like, I'm laughing again. And I even said, you guys, have you ever heard me laugh like that? And they're like, not in a really long time. And so they've known me before Eric got sick and have been a part of my life. But my 
fitness journey is really important. So for those of you guys who are looking for some sort of respite or outlet, that is a wonderful way to really express some energy that you may have pent up. I once told Allie when we first met, I remember saying, when I'm at the gym, I can't cry. So if I'm expending that much energy, I can't cry. And so that was really, really good for me those first couple of months. And I just got to power through. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get back into running. I just have, I mean, and I seriously have no time. No, you don't. One day, one day, Crystal, I'll get there. But I agree with Crystal. It's a great outlet, like Mm -hmm. working out, whatever that looks like. Even if it's chasing kids like me. That's right. (laughs) Walking, just moving your body is so, so important during this time. Trey was telling me once about how the pandemic, like people got so unhealthy during the pandemic. And he's like, instead of spending all of that time getting unhealthy, if they would have just moved their body, it'd be in such a better space coming out of the pandemic overall. And that made a lot of sense to me. So it's just really critical to get your body going, whatever that looks like. Dancing, sending videos to your friends of you dancing. Shaking your booty. Shaking your booty in your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I keep always me to talk about my, my fitness journey. I never do. Yeah. I mean, we can keep talking about it. I think it's always a good reminder. I think just taking care of yourself is so important during this journey and not in the way that you distract yourself, but really taking care of yourself. And what does that look like for you? Which is actually, we talked about at grief counseling this week. Which did resonate with me. Yeah. It's harder said than done. I mean, it depends on what where you're at in your right. life. Well, what I was sharing during, and I was sharing this with you, Allie, earlier this week, but they talked about what do you do for self-care before you lost someone and what do you do after? And self-care isn't, you know, get your hair done, get a manicure, get a pedicure. That's not what this is about. For me, like self-care, and I re- it, it dawned on me in grief counseling, so... Thank you, grief counseling. But like, what was your self-care before your person passed away? Well, mine was Eric. Like he was my self-care because I drowned myself in my kids and my work. And then as soon as I got off work, I have a 30 minute drive home. I would call Eric and just that taking, like getting all that off my chest and talking with him. I didn't even talk about work. In fact, Eric probably couldn't even tell you what I did, where I worked, how much I made, because that like we didn't, that was taboo was off the table for us. Oh, did really? you know that? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Because work didn't define us in our marriage and our household. No, but like, didn't you feel like I use Ross a lot to, because you, my stress at work and when I would go home, it was like, I could vent to him or talk to him or, and also we were in the same industry. Right. So like we could talk about accounting issues. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. That was my self-care too. It was like, he was my person that I could bounce ideas off. Yep. Just talk to. I miss that. I do too. And I remember like then after I would call him and hang up, we'd get home and then the kids, we'd be with the kids and the kids would go to bed and then we would just snuggle up together. Yeah. You know what we really did. (laughs) (laughs) Call that snuggling. Anyways. I bet Eminem knows. (laughs) (laughs) I think Eminem does know that. Um, but anyways, so that was my self-care. And then now I think, well, I think I'm finding my self-care and that's definitely through finding respite through being able to talk to people like my poor friend, Cindy, 
almost every day after work, she gets a phone call from me and she takes it and she listens to me all the way home and we just catch up on our days, which is great. I love that about her. Yeah. I call Allie. Yeah. I have a rotation of people that I might talk to, but I think that is what I needed and that's what I missed. And when I talked about moving forward, I went to a conference and I ran into some old friends and I said, do you want to do happy hour? And I said, yeah, I'd love to go to happy hour with you. When a year ago I would have been like, oh no, I have to go home. I need to be with the kids. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to go out into this world. I'm going to see people, be with people, do what I do. Right. That's great. I'm glad that you're doing that. Yeah. That's been really helpful for me. So that's maybe I'm finding my self-care again is being with humans. Right. And I'm trying to find my self-care too, because I, last year I was go, go, go. I'm still go, go, go. If you know me, you know that. But I am trying to find time or force myself to find time for myself like this. This to me is self-care. Like I'm taking the time to do this and it's not always easy for me. I mean, I have to find a babysitter. I, I just got off of work. It's like, but I know how important this is. Mm-hmm. Um, not only do I just love talking to Crystal but I also feel like I, this is my purpose. Like I'm doing, I feel the creativity again. And so I agree last year, our widow friend, Lindsay, who we would love to get on here. She gave me some great advice too. Mm, and I sure. haven't shared that is she told me say yes to as much as you possibly can. So when people ask you to do stuff and you don't want to do it and you want to stay home, just say yes anyways. And so that's what I did. I said yes to a lot of things last year. I put myself in situations that were super uncomfortable. But afterwards, I was like, I'm so glad I did that. Like, I'm so glad I didn't stay home and be miserable at home, you know? And so this year, though, is focused more on self-care for myself mm-hmm. and actually saying no to things that I normally would just be like, okay, let's get the boys out of the house, um, focusing more on me. And as that continues to, as I continue to get more comfortable with that and, and find people that I feel comfortable watching my boys, I want to get back into working out. I want to get back into running. Mm-hmm. And one of these days on this podcast, I'm going to tell you that I ran some half marathon and I'm going to be so proud of myself. Just I'm going to be so proud of you. It is important to Allie to get out there and run. We need to find a way to help Allie run. Yeah. If there's any runners out there. She's a very good runner, just so you know. <laughs> How do you know? Because you told me <laughs> oh, that gosh. you used to be well, when you I trained. Love, I do. I do. I do. I, I, I'm not good, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I can get fast if I could get in shape again. Mm-hmm. But. I enjoy running too. Um, I do. I enjoy running. I've run numerous half marathons. They're fun. It's exciting. But I have decided at this point in my life that a 10K is really all I really need in my life to be ultimately satisfied and probably catch that runner's high. Yeah. I don't see a need for me to do another half marathon. Yeah. I mean. I've done that. I kind of want to do a half marathon just out of state. Like do one. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it be fun? You know, my best friend wanted me to do one in Katie, the one I talk about all the time on the podcast in Duluth. Um, had wanted me to do one in Mankato, Minnesota. Or no, she wanted me to do Grandmothers. No. In Duluth, which is a really popular one. It's so cool. I've seen the route and uh, but I never got a chance to do it. Yeah. Well, maybe that's add that to our list. I'm not doing it. 
I love you, but I'm not doing another half marathon. I do not see a purpose for the human body to run over. I'm going to go a six miles. Okay. Um, yeah. I do the monkey bar, so. Down <laughs> I cannot. and back. That's awesome. I cannot. I'm trying to learn how to do a pull-up. So this last weekend, I said to Trey, he can teach me how to do a pull-up. And he's like, you're going to regret that so much. And so I go and I try to do it. I couldn't lift my arms above my head for a couple of days. And I li- I work out every day and lift weights every day. But it's just a different muscle group that I'm not used to using. Uh-huh. It was horrible. Plus, that same night was Widow's Gone Wild. And so I likely was doing things with my arms that I should not have done. So <laughs> that was the night the Hot Widows Club became the Drunk Widows Club. Yeah, I definitely saw Drunk Crystal. <laughs> Tell us about Drunk Crystal. I don't remember her, <laughs> to be honest. She was playing a lot of <laughs> Trick Daddy, just a lot. <laughs> and shaking her booty and just, I don't You're oh, so fun. I forgot that I showed you that I could do the splits. Do you remember that? No. Oh my gosh. On the, on where the did bus. We, on the, yes. My gosh. I can't believe you that. did the splits. And mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I missed it. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. It was fun. Drunk Allie was there too. Do not let her fool you. Like she's super shy and innocent over there, but there is a drunk Allie that is hilarious. And any of Allie's friends and family that are listening to this, you all know what I'm talking about. And so for my friends who don't know Allie and they're like, she's so sweet. I am. I am sweet. And reserved. She Crystal is not. Doesn't know. <laughs> she is not I an know. angel. I, I was, I'm pretty sure pulling up people's dresses. I personally was a victim to Allie <laughs> pulling up my dress. Personally victimized. It was not in public. We were on the party <laughs> bus, but anyway. But I didn't turn her down. So I kind of think that I don't think that I have a right to really complain about said dress pulling up. I did love that dress. I'm glad I decided to wear that one. I know. I told you that blue is your color, Mm -hmm. which we talked about. We want to do house of colors, Mm -hmm. which apparently it like chooses what colors look good on you. I think we should do that. Although I know blue is your color. Yeah, I really do enjoy wearing blue. Yeah. It makes your eyes pop. Do you believe in life after death? Um, what do you think happens after we die? Well, I think that your spirit exits your body. Uh-huh. And your spirit lives on to follow you and to be a presence in your life. So, like, I truly believe that Eric is hanging around me all the time. I believe he hangs around his mom and his sister and his dad and his best friends and his cousins. And he's not just me. But I truly believe that his spirit, his energy. So it's not like the movie Ghost, although that would be so fucking hot (laughs) if Eric could do that. So anyone has any connections, I wouldn't mind. But. I believe that his energy lives in this earth some way, somehow, and it's shown through 
Kevin the dog. It's shown through light. It's shown through animals. It's shown through the wind. It's shown through so many different things. The weather. Mm-hmm. What do you believe? I, I mean, I believe something very similar to that. I definitely think that there is a heaven and that there is kind of like an in-between because I do think that right after Ross passed, like the last, like those months right after he passed, he was kind of in like a, I could just feel him feeling confused almost like, I don't know how to describe it, but I definitely feel like he's out of that kind of realm. I don't know if you like go through your whole life and relive that or whatever, but then you're out of that and you're more of like a spirit and in heaven. And he's definitely around us. Like I feel him a lot more than I did at the beginning. And I, I think that, uh, I've had some, a lot more signs since we've talked about our signs mm-hmm. on Eric's birthday and Ben's birthday. I had a huge sign, um, which I haven't shared with you. So that night, cause I was at Crystal's house most of the day celebrating Ben's birthday. And, um, which before we get into that, do you want to tell the story about Eric's sister and the bird? Oh, that was such, I that should. was so cool. Yeah. That was a really, really cool sign. So, um, so my son and husband have the same birthday, uh, totally unique. My son was born four weeks early. Did I talk about that last week? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. And we were celebrating Ben's birthday during the day and at night Eric's birthday. So our family came over for Eric's birthday in the evening and we were just taking some shots of tequila and hanging out. And we were sitting on the couch and Eric's sister is talking about, you know, she's just talking about some stuff and Eric's sister and him had the most unique relationship. It was always a kind of a bickering, like a love hate relationship. It's a typical brother and sister scenario. And so Eric's sister's talking and this bird is just going on and on and on. It was a cardinal. It was a cardinal and it's just blaring. And finally it, I look at Eric's sister. I said, that's Eric telling you to stop talking. Like he doesn't want you to talk anymore. And she's like, Oh my God, it is. He was, he would, cause he would always say, Jess, just stop talking. Um, no matter what she was talking about. Sometimes he should have just not like been so rude to her. But anyways, she, um, and so she's like, Oh my gosh, I think it is. And as soon as I said, Jess, that's Eric. Stop talking. He doesn't want you to talk anymore. The bird flew away. It like, stopped. stopped. Yeah. It was crazy. And this, cause I was there and I noticed the, like, I know the sound of a cardinal immediately and I heard it the first time and it kept going and going for at least five minutes. The whole time Jess was the talking. The whole time she was talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, and we all were sitting there. That was really cool. And it just came to me. Like I was listening to Jess and all of a sudden I heard the bird and I interrupted her and I said, Jess, stop talking. That's him. Yeah. It was, it was so crazy and witnessed by so many. It was a moment. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, definitely a sign. But that night, so my five-year-old Gus has a, uh, he has like a nightlight in his room, but you have to, it's kind of like a flashlight. You have to push the button in order for it to turn on. And I was getting 
his pajamas. So I went into his room and I got his pajamas. And then I came back out to, I went to Hank's room and was putting Gus's pajamas. I was putting the pajamas on. Anyways, I went back into Gus's room and the flashlight had turned on like by itself. Wow. A light. And I'm like, I, I stop. And this is like a true, like there is no way I had just been in that room. There was, I didn't turn it on. Like nobody had turned it on. And I stopped instantly and I just said, thank you. Like, I just was so like, thank you for this sign. And I was crying and I just kept saying, I miss you. And then like, it dawned on me. I was like, I kind of feel like this was Eric. Like it was, that's immediately when I thought like for a second, I was like, thank you, Ross. And then I was like, I don't think that was Ross. Like all of a sudden in my head, I was like, it's Eric. Yeah. Because of the light and we, it was his birthday. And I just, I was, I don't know. I went home that night just feeling grateful to be a part with you that day. Mm-hmm. I know how like hard it was. And so when I see the, the sadness sometimes on you, I, I feel sad, you know, it just makes me think about all of that. And so I, I was sad that night and I truly think it was Eric kind of saying, you know, he, he was just giving me a sign. I don't know, but it, it just immediately came into my head. And then like that night, like, I really think Ross and Eric are like just there together. I'm sure they are. I can't imagine that they're not. I, oh my gosh, no, Eric, Eric is a lover. So he would definitely seek out someone like Ross, who's super cool. And he just, you know, Eric would just be, he, like, if Eric taught me anything, it's just to just be. Yeah. And I say that all the time. Hey, just be like, I don't sweat the small stuff. I don't, the little things get to me, you know, I just am who I am and I just do. And so he really taught me that because I was really lost before I met him. I, you know, I was younger, I was 22. So I, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing in life. And when I met him, like he just taught me to just be, and you know, I'm sure I taught him that too. Right. Cause there's certain pieces that we taught one another, but Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's how we arrived at our relationship. Mm-hmm. I talk about that a lot when we were doing a lot of interviews for the obituary, like what was so special about you guys. And it was like, we just loved each other. And I think some of the things that we've heard, Ali, is that sometimes like the love that we have, we may not have realized. I mean, I think I always realized it, but it's really been apparent lately that not everyone gets that. Not everyone gets the marriage that we got. Mm-hmm. I know. And, you know, when someone, if someone said, how was your marriage? I would say perfect. Like, I don't, I don't have a complaint. I have a wonderful, I had a wonderful marriage. Yeah. I had a wonderful husband. I have a wonderful family. Yeah. Same. I don't have a regret on that. Even when they asked us at grief, they said, what regrets do you have? I gratefully don't have any, not that I can resonate or bring up. I don't, or, you know, rationalize. Yeah. I mean, you immediately, you did say that you wish that you had taken more photos. Yes, 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 yes. Videos and photos. Yeah. I think I talked about that last week too anyway. Oh, maybe you did. Yes. But yes, photos and videos are both things that I do regret. But yeah. Yeah. Those are like treasures now. I know. It's like every video, every picture. 
I didn't tell you this. I don't think I did. So Saturday morning before your birthday party, like just so you guys know, so I have had way more good days than bad days. I would say most days for me are good days. Would you agree? For you? Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that for you. Most days in the last like 45 days are good. Saturday, I went to, I went to Body by Trey, came home. My mother-in-law had picked up my kids. Thank you so much. I needed the break. And I was probably dancing to something I shouldn't have been dancing to. And I just looked up and I saw his ashes and I started crying and I saw them and then I was hugging them. And then the next thing I know, I'm laying on the floor with his jeans, like hugging his jeans, hugging his ashes. And that was before you even saw me on Saturday. Yeah. And when you saw me on Saturday, I was ready to party. I had theme music. I know. She she walked in. Free your mind. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. So, I mean, you can have those. You can have those bursts. You can have that. You can have those sad moments. And as hard as it seems for anyone who's going through this right now, because they're so frequent in those first couple of months, like those, like, power bursts of awful feelings, they do get better. They do lessen and they shorten up and they're not as intense. And it's okay to feel multiple feelings at once. That's right. What a spectrum that day. You can, it's hard to describe, but you can feel sad, but also feel really happy at the same time. Like I can feel that. I do. I feel that a lot. I feel joy, but sadness at the same time. I do. Like there's always, for me, I mean, I'm in a different spot than Crystal, but I don't, I think that's okay. We all go through journeys differently. And I also think my kids are just exhausting and they wear on me. And some days I'm like, I think that's part of the issue is that being a single parent is so freaking hard that you can get exhausted from that, which we all know sleep is so important for mental health and for just feeling good. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like moving your body, sleeping is just as important. So I I do also think that single parenting can kind of bring on more of my grief too, because it's like, I'm feeling happy because I'm with my kids and they bring me so much joy, but they also, they also are a reminder, like every second of every day that I'm like in this alone. Yes. And it's a lot of emotions just going on there. Oh my gosh, Ali, amen to that because it is so intense. You're the only one. Right. For these humans. That's right. And it's not, I don't, I don't do I call it single parenting? No, it's more like lone. What Someone told me it's more like lone parenting because single parenting is like when there's two parents, mm-hmm. but you're separated, right? right? Yeah. And this is not this type of parenting. Now, grief. And divorce, they go hand in hand. That is a very similar, those have a lot of parallels and moments because like Allie said before, it's not how you envisioned your life to be. Yeah. But parenting as a widow, I do think is different than parenting in a divorce. Like that is very vastly different. Oh, thousand percent. We don't get breaks. I mean, like, you know, like a traditional, right. You're going to dad's for the weekend or whatever it is. Right. Or Wednesday night, you're going to dad's, right? No, this is, and first of all, I don't, yeah, I would never- they're both hard because I can't imagine as a parent having to, you know, split that up. That is a challenging thing too. And so I understand that, but it's just, it's not the same. And so it is like, you are the only one, which we've talked about before on this podcast. I know that we've talked about, you know, being the only 
lone person. And it is so much work. It is so much work. And I have a hard time trusting other people with my kids. I'm working on Mm -hmm. that. I'm trying to find people that I can fully trust and just like kind of let go a little bit, um, find some more self-care time. So with that, with, I, I think the word is lone parenting. Somebody told me that, but with lone parenting, there's all of these emotions. And so you can have ups and downs and it's okay. Like, I just want to reiterate that, that mm-hmm. you can have really good days and then the next day have a really hard day. And it might be a moment too. Like yeah. I had a bad moment on Saturday morning. It was mm-hmm. not good. And then I had a great time Saturday night. Yeah. I came home Sunday. There were no kids home. The sun was out. I remember I got home and I'm sitting on my patio and I'm talking to my best friend, Cindy. And I sit down, I eat, I'm eating my breakfast out there alone, no kids. It felt so good. And I didn't have the kids there until like six o'clock that night. Yeah, that's nice. I haven't, I have not experienced that since my husband passed away. I've not experienced anything like that. I need to take more of those breaks. Exactly. You need to do that more. Mm -hmm. It'll be nice now that my kids are um, out of school. They can do more of that because it's hard when they're in school to get a break from them. Yeah. I'm just thinking I'm like, I don't need, it's hard anytime to get breaks, Mm -hmm. but. Yeah. Yeah. So I want our listeners who are not going to hear this until well after our trip to Colorado But if you have anything to share with us about what it's like, how did you celebrate that one year? How are you celebrating your person today, tomorrow? How are you shouting their name from the rooftop? We want to hear about that. We want to hear about how you continue to embody that energy that, you know, losing a spouse brings to you. So feel free to email us at hotwidowsclubpodcast at gmail.com. All right, signing off from Nebraska, heading to Colorado tomorrow. Thank you. Good night. Good night.